Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Once again, another Friday that's here for us. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. As together, we uh, try and understand how God might be speaking to us, leading in our lives, uh, so that we can grow in holiness, and hopefully that we can all become saints uh, in the future. And we do that together with the help of different spiritual directors, different priests that join us here every day on The Inner Life. Glad to have you along here for this hour. You know, there's something about that really good friend, that really solid partner that can help you. Together, you can do more than each of you could alone. And sometimes it's two of you. Like, think of all the different famous duos that we know. You know, whether they really lived in history, people like Orville and Wilbur Wright, Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> they weren't necessarily doing good things together, but they were accomplishing things. Uh, Abbott and Costello, Lennon and McCartney, or maybe they're fictional, but no less famous. Bert and Ernie, Batman and Robin, Bugs and Daffy, Sherlock and Watson, right? Uh, some friendships, they add in that other person. There's the Marx Brothers, Groucho, Harpo, Chico. There were other brothers, but those were the main three that were in some of those big movies. Uh, the Three Musketeers. And even though there's never a number given, we always think of the Magi as being three wise men that traveled to find the infant Jesus. Uh, there's the Bee Gees, the three brothers making music for several decades, the three Stooges, the three Amigos. Well, the list could go on and on with those kinds of groups of friends or, or collaborators that we know. In fact, when it comes to friends... Several of the most popular sitcoms throughout our lifetime have focused simply on the relationship of good friends. Think of Cheers, the bar where everybody knows your name. Seinfeld, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer, four friends. Of course, there is the sitcom itself that has that name, Friends. Uh, you know, I think that most television sitcoms, the sitcom situational comedy that we watch on, on TV, they fall into mainly one of three categories. And the first category is set in the workplace, like with The Office or Parks and Rec, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and so many others. The second category is focused on a certain family. There's the Brady Bunch. There's the Seavers that you see in Growing Pains, the Bluth family in Arrested Development. And then that third category, where the sitcom, it deals with friendship, what I was already mentioning. And I think it's very natural that these three categories encompass most television sitcoms because these are some of the situations which almost all people, they can identify with. And, you know, most of us have to work. And then it's rare that we don't have to deal with some sort of family, family dynamics. And then we all have certain friends that are important to us at different points in our lives. 
In fact, we usually move from our family, that one group, the family, out into the world to make and grow those friendships. We start young with our parents, with our siblings. This is how we learn to interact with others in that family dynamic. Hopefully it's a safe place. But then we end up reaching a point where we go out on our own. Initially, for most of us as children, we experience this at school. We leave our home, we leave our family for a few hours each weekday, and we start to learn about the world. Yeah, there's the academic learning, but there's also that way that we learn by interacting with others, other classmates. And we find out that we like some people more than we like others. And we start to develop those friendships. And then this continues on into young adulthood until many of us get married and we start our own young families. And that cycle continues. But that idea of leaving the family, going out into the world and developing friendships, that gets kind of turned on its head when you look at our lives as Christians. Because when we enter the church, we are brought into a family. We become adopted sons and daughters in God's family. And so instead of going out from a family to develop those friendships, in the church, we're brought into a family, and now we're able to start developing those friendships with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. It really is important to have those friendships, to have that friend or maybe a couple friends who can walk along with you in the faith. But there's also the realization that the older you get, the more difficult it can be to find a friend you can talk to as a fellow Catholic, a fellow believer and disciple of Christ, someone with whom you feel safe to be honest about your struggles, your temptations, but also the joys, the victories in your spiritual journey. That really is a truly rare friend. Well, today, this is the feast of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, three very close friends of Jesus. And we want to take this hour to look at their example, what it means to be friends with Christ, as well as how we can foster those friendships with other Catholics. And our spiritual director for the hour today here, Father Matthew Witter is back with us once again. Father Matthew is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. He's the pastor at St. John Newman's, St. William's, St. Joseph's, and St. Mary's in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Father, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you here. Great to be on, Josh. Great, great intro of the, those kind of all the dynamic duos and, and friendships of, of it, and all those different ways. So important. Yeah, do you have a favorite show that you look at that just kind of speaks to you as far as friendship? Oh, you know, uh, I'm more of the sports. I think, um, yeah. And, and the Packers, we had a, a dynamic duo, a quarterback and receiver, but a receiver left, and well, a quarterback, he, he always is almost leaving, but he's still there. So we'll see how that that duo comes together. But I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, in sports, that's yeah, that's but that's where I, uh... my mind goes. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a great example, too, because, you know, you can have one star player, but, boy, when you get that pair or those three yep. together, you know, when you get a Michael Jordan and a Scottie Pippen or you get a Joe, Man, Joe Montana and a Jerry Rice, boy, magic can really happen there. And, again, you know, you have one really good quarterback, but you don't have kind of that really star receiver there with him, or you have, uh, you know, on the basketball court – maybe one really strong forward or a, a strong guard, it, it, they, they can make a difference. But, man, you get two people together, and it really does create that magical moment, doesn't it? Yep, it, it's a sore spot for Wisconsin uh, sports fans because 
we have Giannis, the great basketball player, but then his uh, sidekick, Chris Middleton, got hurt this year in the playoffs, so there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, bitterness about that, but that what happens in sports, but you're right, it, it, many times it's, you know, one is, is good, but you need that, you need that, that partner, so, so true. Well, so let's talk about uh, even going back to just kind of how we are created for friendship, for relationship. Um, You know, we can go right back to the story of creation. When God created Adam, there's one comment that God makes right away, very early in the book of Genesis, where he says, it is not good for the man to be alone. And then out of this, Eve is created. And so there's this partner, this helpmate, they're able to be spouses. Uh, can you kind of give us some insight into why we are designed and created to live in community, to live in relationship, that we're not supposed to be off on our own? The story of Genesis is a great one because sometimes you can think, okay, if I just, it was just God and me, all would be good. You know, we could, we could go to that place and say, okay, if it was mm-hmm. just me and God, things will be okay. And, and we see in that original unity that God had with the, the first man, that like they, they, it was just God and, and him, but he recognized that something was missing, that, that sense that he was, he was created for, for community. And so in following that same pattern for us, for us now, it's that same sense that we, we need that close intimacy with the Lord. But like the first man, we're, we're also made for that sense of, of community. And, and we're made for community because you know, the, the Trinity in and of itself is, is, is communion, is a community, and so it is relationship. And so we're, we're made for relationships, relationship with our Lord, and then relationships uh, with others. And, and we, we can't live um, without the two of them. We, we're made for that, that communion with the Lord and, and communion for, with, with, with each other. If we're made for that, if, if we are in the image of God created, and God is a community of persons, as you said, in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit— if we're made for that, what are the dangers that we might find arising in our life if we do cut ourselves off from relationship with others? Yep, we can, we can begin to, to close our, ourselves in a box. And it's that reality that we're all called, you know, as, as the Lord's great commandment, love one another. We're all called to, to love one another. And we all have a particular expression of doing that. And we're called to, we love the Lord in prayer and in worship, but we also love the Lord in our neighbor. And many times when we, when we don't have that, that opportunity to love the Lord in our neighbor, when we kind of withdraw from community and, and communion and relationship, it can kind of be like, a, I don't know how to say, like, like you know, water that's not flowing. It kind of gets stale and kind of, you know, or food that's left in the fridge. It's, it's kind of there and it's good, but then, you know, if it's not used, it kind of goes, uh, it goes stale. And so, in the spiritual life, it's that, that same reality that as we encounter the Lord's love in, in worship and in prayer, that sense of love, um, you know, love has to be shared. Love always overflows. It always bubbles over. And we can, you know, once again, going back to creation, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, before they created anyone, any angels, even the, the speck of, of an atom, you know, God was completely happy, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God did not need to create in order to kind of have a sense of self-fulfillment. But what's the point is that, you know, perfect, perfect love always bubbles over. Perfect love always wants to be shared. And so within our, our own unique giftings and charisms and personalities, some people are, 
you know, extroverts, some are more introverted, whatever our skill set, personality, our charisms might be, uh, the love that we have that we encounter from the Lord, it's not meant to be just kept inside, but it's meant to, to bubble over. And that's where the sense of relationships, that sense of family and, and friendship, so important, that sense of, of, of letting that, that love that we've encountered bubble over. Because if we don't and it gets caught inside, um, it, it's meant to be used. Yeah, I, I really like that uh, you know concept you brought forward too. That when we love other people, when we care for other people, that develops our relationship with God. It, it helps us because we are truly ministering to Christ when we minister to the least of our brothers or sisters. Um, you know, so if we don't have that opportunity, even though, as you said, there's this kind of idyllic situation where we would say, it'd be nice if it was just me and God. Boy, things would be simple and wonderful, but we'd, we'd lack that ability to love God fully by loving him through other people. I, I think that's a really key point, Father. Yep, yep, and, and just to continue to, to be with that, you know, how, many, how many times do, do people say when they, you know, they reach out to someone or have a conversation with someone and you know, do, do, an, do an act of mercy or service or whatever that might be, how often do people say, you know, I feel like I... I received more than I gave, you know, like I, I gave something, but I, I got back so much more than I actually gave because our, our hearts are, are orientated to that, to, to loving the Lord. And then to, you know, one of the ways of, of loving the Lord is, is loving, loving our neighbor. And so, you know, how often does, do we see that when we get that sense of like, okay, I gave something, but I seem to have received much more than I gave. And sometimes you don't always feel that way when we, you know, before we do whatever we're called to do, but how often do we say, like, boy, I feel like I, I got back more than I, than I gave. Our, our hearts are ordered, uh, ordered to that, that, that dynamic. Talking with Father Matthew Witter today here on The Inner Life. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And we're talking about those friendships that we have, uh, developing our, our friendship, of course, with God but also developing our friendships with other Christians, other followers, brothers and sisters of Christ. And how has a close friendship helped you to grow stronger in your faith? Or maybe you've seen that in the life of somebody else, where there's been that growth, that kind of mutual assistance that you've given to each other, um, that you've both grown closer to God as you grow closer to each other. Uh, maybe that's something where it's lacking where uh, it's it's kind of a struggle for you to find some of those good Christian friends. And you'd like to call in and talk with Father Matthew Witter. The number to call into the studio is 888-914-9149, uh, Father Matthew, you know, as you're saying, we're created for a relationship with God. We're created for a relationship with each other. So maybe we can kind of dive a little more into... Um, relationship with Christ specifically. You know, I, I mentioned today's the feast of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And it also, in past years, it was simply just the feast of Saint Martha. We now have Mary's and Lazarus's names that are also included for the memorial today. Why the change? What's the significance of instead of just Martha, now it's Martha, Mary, and Lazarus? Yeah, and I think one of the aspects is they, they showed hospitality to the Lord. Uh, they served the Lord. They, they ministered to him, but they were also, they were also friends. And, and, and a great, just a great scripture that, that kind of sums up, you know, a little bit of, of their relationship is, is John 
chapter 11, verse uh, 5, I think it is, that it just simply says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. It's very, just very brief, but now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so it's, it's beautiful to kind of just hear that, that kind of antidote put into that situation. Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, and, and their home in Bethany. I have a, I have a feeling that, that many times that, that path to, to Bethany was very well worn by the Lord. Bethany was a little bit outside of Jerusalem. And so, you know, I, I, I almost kind of get the sense that, that Bethany and, you know, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus's home would have been probably kind of a home away from home for when the Lord was, was visiting Jerusalem. And even know, we know at the Ascension, he led them out to, to Bethany. And so we know that there was a, a real sincere friendship that the Lord had in the most pure way of a beautiful for love for, for Martha, Mary, and for Lazarus. And so that, there's just that sense that, that now Jesus loved. It's, it's just beautiful to think about that. They weren't apostles. You know, they weren't his you know, biological family, his parents, but, they, but Jesus loved them. He loved them as, as friends. You know, we also get that insight there where with Jesus, of course, he's friends with the apostles, other followers of his. Um, but with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, we get this kind of unique insight there, too, uh, especially when Lazarus dies. We get to see yep. emotions of Jesus that we really don't encounter anyplace else in the Gospels. Um, even though Jesus knows he's going to raise Lazarus, he still shares in that sorrow, that sadness, that grief there with Mary and Martha, the loss in that moment. He does. That's where we get the, the shortest verse of, of Scripture, and Jesus wept, and Jesus wept when he when he came upon Lazarus. And so we can just feel the, just the, the human heart, heart of our Lord. Like you said, Jesus knew what, what he was going to do. He, uh, you know, in, in, in the midst of that, Martha be, believes these, says these beautiful words when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, you know, then Jesus says to, to Martha, do you believe this? And, you know, yes, Lord, I have come to believe. And so, yep, the Lord was, was prepared, but at the same time, we, we just get the, the humanness of, of the relationship. There was a sense of familiarity and, and uh, um, just welcome that was there. Even in Martha going and, and greeting Jesus and, and just even their honest dialogue, Lord, if you had been here, you know, my brother would not have died. You know, so there was a, which is so important, any friendship too, any true friendship has a sense of, of, of honesty and a, and a sense of uh, frankness where you're, you're able to say what's, what's on your heart as, as, as Martha did. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so that's a characteristic of any, yeah. any good friendship. Well, and we see that when we first have Jesus there with Mary and Martha, because Martha, she's very blunt, very honest, you know, saying, don't you care that my sister has left me all by myself? Yes. I'm the one who's doing all the serving. I'm the one who's getting everything ready. And, you know, Jesus then says, you know, Mary has chosen the better part. I'm not going to take that away from her. Um, but we do have that honesty. So, yeah, there. this obviously was something that continued on. And I think you made reference to it maybe briefly, but I, I think it's also important to go back to. Uh, it might be at the end of St. Luke's Gospel that he goes, Jesus goes to Bethany when he ascends to heaven. So it's almost like he just wants to see these really good friends of his one last time. 
and he's there in Bethany. And even though it doesn't make reference, I mean, you can kind of connect yep. the dots, though, and say, yeah, you know, he, he wants to see Martha and Mary and Lazarus one last time. He knows he's going to ascend. Maybe nobody else realizes it, but he's able to say goodbye to them, these really good friends. Yeah, that's that's so true. And, and you're right, the, the scriptures don't explicitly state that, but you imagine, you know, when it says Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, <laughs> You know, you know that he probably one last time kind of stopped into that that uh, that home before before ascending, and so it, it's really a a touching point. And even as we think of of friends that are you know leaving and departing, and friends over the years that have gone to the Lord and have moved to different places and things, you know, we think of those you know those times, those last times of being in a in a home or an apartment, whatever it might be, and just the uh, the love that's there and the the connection talking with Father Matthew Witter today here on The Inner Life and uh, talking here on this feast of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus about friendship that we have, especially in regards to our faith. And how have you been able to develop those friendships in your life? Maybe you have really struggled to find some Christian, some Catholic friends, and you're not sure where to start, where to begin, and you'd like to speak with Father Matthew, you're welcome to call in, 888-914-9149. Maybe you've had those friendships, and they've really helped you in your spiritual growth, and it's helped that friend or those couple of friends. We'd love to hear how that has played itself out in your life as well, and some of the ways that you've seen God working in the lives of your friends to help you all grow in holiness, to grow in the virtues. 888-914-9149. You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We'll be back with more in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive hundreds of your phone calls every day, all thanks to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line. Our sponsor offers flexible life insurance and annuities. Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester today, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We are talking about friendship today here on The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, and our spiritual director is Father Matthew Witter. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And uh, talking about those friendships that we can establish with other Christians, other Catholics, and how those can help us, and also the reality that sometimes it's hard to find those friendships. Uh, Sometimes you might have them for a short season in your life, other times they might last for years and years, maybe decades. Um, but it is tricky to find that really close friend, but it benefits us so much. And we'd love to hear how you have had those friends help you in your life. Uh, you can share your story at 888-914-9149. That's the number to call in here to the studio. Uh, maybe it is difficult for you to find that Christian friend. You've been trying to connect with some different people, but nothing seems to be kind of working. You don't seem to have kind of that that one or two people that you click with that allows you to be able to share those different moments, those those uh, good and bad uh, moments in your faith life, your faith journey. 
You can call in and ask Father Matthew Witter your question at 888-914-9149. Father, we looked at the beautiful example of Saints Martha and Mary and Lazarus, their friendship with Jesus. Uh, You know, in looking at them, how do we then take their example and apply it in our own lives? What does friendship with Jesus for us, what should that really look like? You know, I, I think it's so easy for a lot of us to kind of put in the bare minimum, you know, going to Mass on Sunday, sure, uh, maybe do a little extra during the Lenten season, um, spend a little extra time in prayer, in, in, engage in some sort of fasting, but a lot of times I'm asking for things that I need in my life. It seems like those are the things that I'm bringing into that relationship. But if I had a friend who only ever asked me to do things for them, if they didn't offer their time or they were kind of only getting that bare minimum of time just to kind of maintain that that relationship but not wanting to, to give more, I wouldn't look at that person as a true friend. So what does that friendship with Jesus, how should that look in our lives? Yeah, you know, an, an interesting story that someone from one of the parishes I mean, had shared with me recently, her, her husband had uh, had just died somewhat recently, and, and she shared with me just in the last week, she said, you know, talking about how she's doing, she said, you know, I had uh, I had someone move in with me, and uh, I was like, whoa, thinking to my mind, that's kind of quick. Uh, and uh, she said, yep, we don't, uh, I don't do anything without, uh, you know, talking with him, and uh you know, I make sure that there's a place for him at, uh, you know, he's got a chair and his favorite chair in this. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's kind of quick in my mind. I'm kind of thinking, and she's like, and that friend is Jesus. <laughs> it's like, oh, and that that kind of, uh, you know, what, what what speaks to me about uh, about friendship was there's there's a kind of, uh, in friendship and in, in that type of thing, and you're right, like there's all the devotions and the fasting and mass, and there's there's kind of, you know, the ritual in that that we, we open our heart to the Lord to. But then, Friendship, there's even that kind of informal type of sense where, you know, throughout our entire day, you know, we're sharing our thoughts, we're sharing our feelings, whatever's at our mind, whether it's a formal prayer or it's a, it just sharing our heart, that, that sense of, of intimacy and friendship of someone that's that's on the journey. And, uh, you know, the, I think that's kind of what, what friendship is, that sense of friendship with our Lord is, yep, there's the, the formal parts of the friendship, but then there's that, that informal sense of Lord, you know, even... T- you know, when I'm really on top of the game and thinking about things, sometimes uh, I'll make sure, like the like pass the passenger seat in my car, you know, like there's nothing on it. Um, you know, like you put books or papers can pile up, but things. I'm like, no, but I keep that clear because that reminds me that that's uh, that's for Mary or for, or for Jesus, and <laughs> don't always have that on my mind. Yeah. But I think that's where that that part of that friendship with the Lord, those you know, little things might come into play. Yeah, and I think you have to be deliberate with those kinds of actions or thoughts initially, but they come more naturally the more you do them. Exactly. Yep, exactly. That sense of to have the name of Jesus kind of always on my on our mind and, and you know, the Blessed Mother Mary, if we, we've got a patron saint or angel, you're, you're right, it, it, there, there does all of a sudden a familiarity, and sometimes that can happen in, in, in friendship too, where, you know, we can we can lose track of friends and, and that, that sense of yep, keeping, the, keeping the, the connection is so important. Uh, turning to, you know, from that friendship with, with Christ or with Mary and other saints, looking at friendships with other Catholics that we have, you know, maybe they attend our parish or we've met them in other, you know, ways, maybe a retreat or something like that. Uh, 
I guess, first of all, Father, for yourself, are there any friendships you've had in your life that really just stand out as having helped you in your spiritual journey, and you've seen that it's helped that other person or those other, you know, couple of people in their spiritual growth as well? Yeah, yeah. I've been blessed to have uh, great friends along the, the course of my life, and, and uh, you know, especially... I, I've never been one to have like a you know sometimes people have like a lot a lot of best friends and things like that. I always I, I, I'm right. not one to have a lot a lot of best friends, uh, but uh, I've always had some some really good friendships and and I, I think of uh, you know growing up and some wonderful friends and and uh, we weren't always necessarily focused on Jesus, but uh, we we did we did have a uh, some some good things there. And then you know going into the seminary kind of started to help me. Uh, just form spiritual friendships and you know with with other seminarians and and even priests and I think of actually one of the priests that I'm here with in in Waukesha, Father Pat Heppy. We go back when I was in the seminary. I was assigned to his parish and and we were together for a, a particular um, kind of year in formation. But then you know from there you know really kind of became friends where you can kind of share what's what's going on in your heart and think of uh, I'm blessed to, you know as a priest you make different connections and. Um, you know, I think of a family at a parish I used to be at, the O'Keefe family, where it's that unique situation. They're, they're a family and kids and have the blessing of being a godfather for one of their kids and, and also just a you know, type of friendship where there's, uh, you know, like the faith is, uh, is front and center and uh, there's a sense of accountability to, to how I'm doing in, in uh, you know life of prayer and practicing the faith and, and vice versa. And so, yeah, those are, yeah. You know, those are, there are a couple of relationships of, of many Again, talking with Father Matthew Witter here on The Inner Life today about those friendships that help us in our faith journey, help us, and we help them. It's a mutual uh, kind of helping. Eight seven or 888-914-9149 is our phone number to call in and join us in the studio. If you'd like to talk with Father Matthew Witter, maybe you've uh, been trying to find those friendships and haven't had much success and you're not sure what to do next, how, where to turn, where you might be able to find those friends that can help you, that you're able to uh, have that ability to share, as Father Matthew was describing in some of his personal friendships. 888-914-9149. Father, uh, Sarah is calling in from California. Sarah, glad to have you here on The Inner Life. Hi, Father. It's good to speak with you. Um, I just wanted to share that when I became a new mom, uh, we moved and it was, you know, we didn't know anybody so I really turned to God to pray for good friends. And I feel like at this stage in my life, I finally learned the importance of being intentional with finding friends. Um, because once, and it took, you know, almost a year to really meet some moms that are absolutely wonderful and Catholic and Christian. Um, and the, the main distinction I noticed with those friendships versus ones I'd had in the past um, and just other moms that I had met was the positivity that, I got from those friendships, you know, like motherhood can be hard. And I think sometimes people tend to complain about motherhood and, you know, that just in my, in my experience, that just drags you down. And so like the friendships I've made through church and through our mom's group um, have really just given me that encouragement and positivity to love motherhood and, you know, find the joy in it. And so I think that's so important to find friends that give you that joy. Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, you know, just a great sense, and it sounds like it's a, a mother's group that you're a part of, where you have something kind of in common there that's your you know, common conversation point, and where you can, you know, support each other. Exactly. Yeah. 
and, and I think that that is a good, you, you have a good insight here, because sometimes with friendships, instead of supporting each other, we can uh, complain to each other. And that's, the, that's that kind of that fine line between, yep, we want to share our heart, what's going on, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. But at the same time, I was looking for, for hope within it as well. Yeah, Sarah, uh, thanks so much long... for calling. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Father. I was just going to ask Sarah how, you know, that, that kind of core group of friends for how long have they been kind of in existence, I guess, or how, how long have those friendships been, been, been formed? Not, not, lo- not long, actually. It's been, we've really like grown together in the last six months. And so it's just like within that group that we have at church, you know, we're trying to like build the faith in that group even more. And I, I just noticed like having similar faith friends, like gives you that encouragement too to, you know, put your faith first and talk about it. Um, and it almost helps to like evangelize other moms because they see what we have and they are attracted to that. So it's just been a beautiful uh, growth period for me, um, especially as a mother. <laughs> so yeah, I just really encourage anyone out there. I know it can be lonely. So, I mean, stick with it and don't, don't just, you know, have friends to have friends. I think you really need to have that intentionality. Well put. Yeah. Again, Sarah, glad to have you here on the program today. And I, I like the line of intentionality that she's talking about, Father, because if if she's going and connecting with other moms, she's able to meet with people at this stage in her life that are at that same stage. But, you know, there probably wouldn't be the same ability to strike up a friendship. I mean, you might be able to, but if if you're a single woman... Uh, not married, doesn't have kids, there's going to be a lot of uh, areas where you're not going to share those similarities just by virtue of where you are in in your stage of life. But that's also, I know a lot of parishes will have groups for uh, senior citizens, for people who are retired, to be able to come in more during the daytime where they do have some uh, flexibility in their schedule to be able to have, you know, some sort of maybe a Bible study or, you know, some sort of book that they read through, or maybe they'll go out and do some sort of event or do some volunteering. So depending on where you are in your stage of life, even just looking for those people who are in that same stage of life, that can be a very natural way in your parish to be able to connect with those people and start growing some of those friendships. Exactly. Many times those those similar interests, and especially when the similar interest is is rooted in Jesus, because uh, interests can kind of come and go, and we, they can change. And so they're a good starting point. But to have that that sense of of connection to Christ and the sense of being on that that spiritual journey, we know that the, the journey with, with with Jesus Christ it, it never ends. And so when a friendship uh, you know has the, the Lord involved in it, there's uh, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth there, and there's yeah. You know, there's no end to it. Uh, again, the phone number here to call in and join the program, 888-914-9149, if you'd like to talk with Father Matthew Witter. Um, we'd love to hear your story of how you've been able to make those connections with friends in the faith, or maybe it's been difficult and you haven't been able to make those connections and you have some questions, uh, would like some advice from Father Matthew, 888-914-9149. Father, we've got Gene who's listening to us in Tampa, Florida. Gene, glad to have you here. You're on the air with Father Matthew. Hi, Father Matthew. I just want to tell you, I'm 90, and I have had the most wonderful friends for all my life. And unfortunately, most of them are dead. 
and I pray for them, and I, and I miss them terribly. But I have found that family picks up where my friends have passed. You know, they, my nieces and my nephews call me, and um, I'm lonely, yes, but, you know, we can't have everything we want. And I've been very blessed. You know, that's, that's a gift. That's a gift, Jean, because it's the beautiful and painful reality that you live in because, you know, beautiful because you've had, you know, it sounds like so many good friendships over the years, and then it's painful because you've come to a point of life where you've, you've seen those, those beautiful relationships and you've probably been to a lot of funerals, you know, over the course of the last, last number of years. And so it's what a gift to have those friendships. And then, you know, there's a this sense of, of hurt there as well. How was your faith? Uh, um, were your, your, some of your friendships connected to, to church or to maybe? Not really. I can't say. I'm sorry to say this, but I think the church is very slow in coming around to thinking this. But um, uh-huh. uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I unfortunately can't say that they are. But um, I find I, it's more family that have, have come because I'm the last one of my sisters living, and my nieces and nephews have have been so great to me, calling and checking on me, you know. And and um, I just and if I'm lonely, I say the rosary. If I've yeah. lost my pair of glasses, I say, "Oh dear Lord, where are they? Help me find them." And I can tell you, within two minutes, they're in my hand. Wow. It's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. It, it sounds like your your nieces and nephews they they kind of recognize that you're kind of the the wisdom figure or kind of the the person that's, that has the history <laughs> of the family. You can tell stories about their their parents. Yeah, because one had to put a dog to sleep the other day, and they said, "Oh, I know you put your animals to sleep. Tell oh, me how to do it." Oh, <laughs> I, and it's, it's, I feel, I guess, I feel needed in in a way that I didn't before. You know, with because I I didn't need anything before, but now yeah. when you're alone, because I live alone, um, it things change a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And they, they need you, know, you too. Those those stories that you share of the past and those you're right. experiences. That's what. That's what. Mm-hmm, I agree with you. Definitely. And if you can find family, I would tell people get in touch with them again and call them on the call. I mean, some of the nieces and nephews are in their sixties. They'll they'll love to hear from you. Yep. 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 And they. Exactly. Nowadays, we we could spend a lot of time looking online for certain things, but it doesn't beat that sense of calling someone up and and hearing, you know, getting some wisdom from the past and checking in. That's a great. Uh, that's beautiful. What, what what kind of how you and your family have have you know reconnected and gone a little bit deeper in those ways. Jean, thanks so much for calling. I love just hearing the joy in your voice. And uh, Father, one of the other things that she said that I thought was so wonderful. She said, even though so many of those good friends have all passed away, that she still prays for them, praying for their souls. And I I think that's such a great hallmark of friendship there, too, that it's, well, it's not that they were my friends. They're still my friends, and I still hope that I will see them and be reunited with them again in heaven, so I'm praying for their souls. Yep, that's a great, 
yet great bit of, of, of wisdom once again from from Jean, that sense of yeah, even when we leave this world, you know, in the eyes of eternity, we, we live forever if, uh, when, we're, when, you're, when we're united to the Lord and that sense of, yep, we pray for our friends and that's a, a great way of being connected to them in the Lord. Great, great insight by Jean. Yeah. Uh, again, talking with Father Matthew Witter here today on The Inner Life about those Christian friendships that we have and uh, also want to talk about when those friendships end and how we are able to move forward. Sometimes it can be a difficult situation. Maybe you're in that. And uh, Diana is calling in. We're going to talk with her coming up next here. Uh, you're welcome to call and join us, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We'll be right back after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. This is The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and I'm joined by Father Matthew Witter. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, the pastor of St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph's, and St. Mary's parishes in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, Talking about the friends that we have in our life, those Christian friends that help us grow in our faith, we help them as well. Um, Also, looking at what happens when it's difficult to find those friends, or maybe when it looks like a friendship is going to end and what we can do in those situations. And taking your phone calls, you're welcome to call in and speak with Father Matthew Witter, 888-914-9149, Father Diana is calling in from Coachella, California. Diana, glad to have you here. You're on the air with Father Matthew. Hi, Father Matthew and Josh. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. (laughs) I have a a friendship um, it's about 17 years, and sorry if I get a little, my voice is a little shaky. <laughs> um, she, I, we began a friendship in a small faith community uh, 17 years ago through our parish, and um, it's just grown. I mean, it was, our friendship started with, you know, getting to learn who Jesus is daily in our lives, weekly. You know, we met weekly in this small faith community, and um my dear friend became one of my is one of my best friends and um has been for the last 17 years um she's a friend that I mean, it could be a few months that we we don't get in touch with each other and then when we do speak we just catch up right where we left off and it's always um just the best of friend i can't explain more about her but um she's been there through all my life's journeys through um my children graduations every any type of life event we've been there for each other and um she's just finished about a month ago battling cancer and fought it through faith she's such a a strong woman of faith but recently um caught pneumonia i'm sorry and is in the hospital now (laughs) she's not allowed to have any visitors and I'm just trying to accept God's will for what's happening now. 
What's your friend's name, Diana? Her name is Anna Marie. Anna Marie. Anna Marie. Anna Marie. Anna Marie. We ask the Lord's healing power, the Lord's healing power to be with Anna Marie, that the Lord Jesus would just pour out his healing power over Anna Marie and over all those who who go into her room and out of her room, that the Lord's healing power would be there. She's been through a lot, it sounds like. In terms of your friendship, if she's gone through cancer and now has been in the hospital, that's that's a lot, and you can't... You can't just go in and visit her, it sounds like. That's very, very difficult. Yes. And, you know, um, her faith is so strong. And throughout her treatment, when she was going through cancer, we would always speak right before she went into her treatment. Um, and she always talked about how how she had that expected hope and just knowing that I will be well because God is with me. And she always had this joy throughout her treatment that just amazed me. And I know that was his grace that was just covering her throughout every treatment. And at the end of the treatment, they had a chance to ring this bell to say, okay, we're done with the treatment. We're going to see the outcome. And she sent me a video of her ringing that bell, and she just had the biggest smile on her face. And... um. It was just amazing. I keep having that image in my mind, though I can't see her and I can't visit her. She's not allowed to have visitors um, because of her condition. I just have that image constantly in my mind of her ringing that bell, <laughs> yep. and um, it's bringing me it's bringing me this sense of peace and of joy. It's strange, <laughs> yep. but um, and we've said a, a healing prayer also from. Uh, Padre Pio, and it was such a beautiful prayer, and I just felt a sense of peace as well, um, just saying that prayer for her, and and I'm just trying to accept his will, and uh, now if, you know, just, I, I'm hoping again that, part of me is very selfish saying I want her to stay with us, she needs to stay here because she has grandchildren, she has children, she has family, she has everything, there's so much more um I know God has planned for her life here, but then I have to also accept, I mean, it's just God's will. What what does he choose for her, you know? That's the the perfect prayer. You know, that's the most most perfect prayer, but the most difficult prayer to to pray for God's will and to expect uh, and to trust in God's will, whatever it might be. You know, when you talk about Anna Marie and, and kind of, you know, ringing that bell and that you use the words, you know, she had a sense of kind of expectant hope and that sense of joy. It sounds like, you know, Anna Marie, like that friendship with her has kind of given you, you know, some of those same things, it sounds like. You're like kind of like her, that, that friendship that you have has kind of helped you, at, you know, at the same time kind of go through your life. And, and it can just kind of sense her, you know, Anna Marie's kind of spirit and, and you know, even even in yourself. It's a it's a very beautiful uh, what a gift and and in such a a difficult time yep expectant hope expectant hope that's a powerful word yeah 
Diana, you'll be in my prayer. I mean, uh, Father Matthew just prayed for your friend as well, and I know so many other thousands of people were listening that joined together lifting up your friend. And so, um, you know, if if it is God's will to take her home, um, then we trust that God will uh, help you get through that, that grief and that loss there. Um, if it's God's will to heal her, that's beautiful. <laughs> and we hope that is the case. Um, but regardless, um, you know, that trying to accept God's will, you're on the right path there with that prayer, just like Father said. Uh, Father, we're down to just a couple minutes here, but um, one other thing that comes to mind is if you're a married person, you know, it would make sense naturally that your spouse would be um you know, closer than just a friend, but, you know, they would be that spiritual friend for you. But any advice for somebody who is Catholic, but their spouse isn't, you know, maybe they, uh, they're, 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 they go to a different church, part of a different religion, or maybe they don't have really any religion at all. Any advice for somebody in that situation about how to maybe cultivate or find some common ground that can help in that spiritual growth in that, that spouse friendship relationship? Yep. It's a great question because it's a very common situation with with friendship and marriages and with different levels of, of you know even that kind of spiritual friendship within marriages. There's many, yeah. It's a very common type of, of reality. And I think you know the first thing is don't be discouraged and love your spouse for who they are. You know sometimes we can kind of get into that trap of of like I, I okay <laughs> I want them to be someone else and you know love them love them for. For, for who they are, and you know, within that, as as, as challenging and, and and beautiful as as that is, you know, start with where they're at. Sometimes that sense of, uh, you know, preaching to your spouse just isn't as uh, as as effective as you think it might be, especially because they can see uh, behind the scenes and the things that uh, that you may be doing that might not be in line with the gospel. So it's always, you know, love them, love them where they are, and. and you know, hopefully, then they they also know the importance of faith by by seeing the way, the way that that you live your life. You know that they can see the way you live your life, the importance of the faith, and what it means to you. So it's, you know, up close and personal. They can get a sense of what it what it looks like to to live the faith, and yeah, love them where they are. And then then also, you know, other friendships. You know, especially in those those relationships. You know, other friendships should always, you know, lead you to to want to. Uh, how do I say? Um, Fulfill your vocation more and and, uh, and love your your spouse more. Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, great advice. Thanks so much, Father, for being here with us today. And we've got about 25 seconds left. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for our listeners? Lord, we ask that you would pour out the fullness of your grace overall. We thank you for the gift of friends, for those living, those who have deceased. We ask that you would bless each of us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Father Matthew Witter. Also, thank you to Nick Sentovich, to Cyrus Simcoe, and Mark Piacek for their help in producing the program today. And thank you for listening. If you joined us late, if you'd like to go back and find the entire hour, go to our website, relevantradio.com, or you can also find the podcast at our, on our app. Um, and that is a free download on your mobile device's app store. And stay tuned for Mass. That's coming up next year. I hope you have a blessed weekend, and I'll talk with you again on Monday.